Hello, everybody. This is the Chocolate News Podcast, and this is your co-host, John Alexander Reese. I'm sorry, I was on mute. No, you're good. (laughs) And your co-host, Andrea Carter. And if you don't know, the Cincinnati Herald has been around since 1955 and is the leading African-American-owned newspaper in the greater Cincinnati area and northern Kentucky area. How are you doing today, Andrew? I'm doing fine, John. It has been a very interesting week, but I'm doing fantastic. That's good to hear. So what's some chocolate news of the week? Well, um, it, it has been an interesting week. I, I keep using roller coaster all the time about all the news that that happens. Um, but we have been locally and nationally, we have seen some exciting things happen. First off, I'm going to start with an FYI for our audience. Um, we are continuing to follow the Shanquella Robinson story. She is the 25-year-old young lady who went to, to Cabo with her friends and ended up being attacked in her hotel room by one of the fellow friends that she went on the trip with and um they found the family found out later on that um she did not die of alcohol poisoning but instead according to her death certificate she died of a broken of broken two broke two broken vertebrae so just to remind folks there has been a warrant issued for the person who attacked her um supposedly um nothing has occurred yet in terms of an arrest but we will continue to follow the story and keep every abreast. So hopefully we'll have some sort of news or information for everyone the next time we talk. That being said, I'm gonna start off with the most exciting thing that occurred last night, which was um, Senator Warnock of Georgia won his runoff race against Herschel Walker. Thank goodness. Um, yes, it was when, you know, everyone said it's going to be tight. It's going to be a nail biter. It's going to be a squeaker. It was that and more. I mean, people were texting me and talking to me like, oh, my God, I don't believe this. Oh, my God. And I mean, I don't know. I'm surprised people weren't drunk watching this race <laughs> last night. How many times I have never seen the lead of a race flip that many times as the numbers came in. And if anyone doesn't believe their vote doesn't count, last night in Georgia, those votes counted. For how slim of a margin it was between Herschel Walker and Senator Warnock. But in the end, Warnock pulled it out, 51.9% of the vote to 46. I believe it was 40. 49.2 49.2 or 49.6 percent of the vote. Um, but it was low enough that Walker was not going to be able to catch Warnock in the polling as the numbers were coming in. So everyone by 1022 last night declared him the winner. And what was interesting is that this man has run for his office two, three times because he was appointed, had to then run for real, run for election real quick in the special primary. Then he had to turn around and run again because the term was up this year and he had to fight for that. So he had to do a primary. Then he had to do the November election, the general election, and then he had to do a runoff. This man has run so many times for the seat, but now he's in this seat for six years. 
And so I think, and he is the first black man from Georgia to sit as a senator from the Southern state. That's great. And you know what? It's like, I'm so glad he won because we could have gotten six years of Herschel Walker. Oh my God. Oh my God. That would have been a nightmare. And I think but, what. But what great comedy we, material though. Oh yes, definitely. <laughs> but I think what's kind of sad. Uh, I think it's a sad commentary that when they sought a, someone to run against Warnock, Warnock is a educated, intelligent black man who has seen a lot speaks well he's up on his issues he knows what's going on and to have this man not you know Herschel Walker was a beast on the football field but not every jock is a beast when it comes to communication yeah public speaking yeah and unfortunately the powers that be listened to Trump and put this man as their candidate they did more damage to their Republican Party than they did by putting him up as a candidate. And that just showed that they're willing to go with a name than go with someone who actually can run and win. Yeah. Um, and I and I think the Republican Party hurt themselves with Herschel Walker because that a lot of Republicans walked away from him because he should have won the rural areas at a lot higher margin than he did. Warnock should not have taken votes away from him. Oh yeah, if they were staunchly behind him, and and I I think the Georgia Georgia leaders they hurt themselves in a way that I don't think they're going to be able to get back, or at least they're going to have to redeem themselves differently than yeah. what they did. And I, and I think then those Republican leaders who came and and campaigned for Herschel Walker also hurt themselves in terms of, you know what, we need to let this one go. Yeah. We politically, you're right, he he's not good for us. We just need to let him die, let him campaign on his own. You know, they should have cut their losses when they did with him. And I think they hurt themselves in terms of the questions of their leadership, their decision making ability, the fact that who they want to see govern us and represent the people. Um, I, I I think they have a lot of PR and branding work they need to do to gain back the trust of their constituents. Because, you know, if I was a Republican, I'd be like, nope, goodbye. Yeah. So um, I'm, I they they did some damage to their party. And I did, they did them some damage to Georgia's politics a little bit. Because um, when you get a secretary of state coming out and saying, I am not voting for this man. Yeah, and bad. he did not, he didn't even want to vote for Warnock, but he didn't vote. What does that say? When your leader says, I'm not voting for this guy. Yeah, that's pretty bad. It's bad. So um, that was one that's going on. The second is, well, the Trump organization got convicted in um, of tax fraud. Wow, nobody saw that coming. And <laughs> folks, I'm being sarcastic, obviously. <laughs> And, and and I think this is the beginning of uh, Trump has never, has always gotten away with everything he's done. And even though they're going to pay a hefty fine and no one's going to go to jail, this gives weight to the New York State Attorney General saying, 
this business should not continue. And they have a lawsuit against this organization for all of the things that they've done. I think we're beginning to see the, the domino effect of the, the falling of Donald Trump, not the rising of Donald Trump. Now, there are going to be some people out there who are going to be mad at me for saying this. But I think, you know what? Karma is karma. Yeah. And, you know, he may not go to jail for what he has done and caused and what he says. But sometimes a person's worst nightmare is losing everything you have. And I think legitimately business-wise, he has done so much to hurt the little guy and hurt, you know, he won't even pay his lawyers. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, I mean, he is, I think he's at the bottom of the barrel and we're about to see what's going to happen, when what the bottom of the barrel looks like for a devastated billionaire, if he is one, because the, the Democrats have his taxes so we have yet to hear what, what's in his taxes. So that's coming out. And on top of that, the Department of Justice, I mean, I'm sorry, the January 6th committee is going to make criminal referrals to the DOJ. And I think Donald Trump is a part of that referral. So we're going to see what happens with the special prosecutor and everything else. I think it's going to be interesting. I think this is just the beginning that people need to decide, do they believe in this or let this man go and move forward with something else there's blood people are saying now there's blood in the water you know he's wounded blah 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 but you know sometimes the most dangerous animal is a wounded animal so we'll just have to see how he reacts to this wound and everything else so keep your eyes open on that definitely i will go next um you know we lost two local icons Last week, we talked about Dr. Odell Owens, whose legacy will be felt for a long time in the city of Cincinnati, both in the medical field, um, in the the healthcare field, and um, in the community itself. But also, um, we lost another icon, Kathy Y. Wilson. And um, she was known for her writings of the Negro Tour Guide, which was a wonderful column written for... um, the weekly city, the city beat, the the weekly newspaper. Um, and it talked about very frankness about life, about black life, about the, the gay community, about politics, about she, nothing, anything that Kathy wrote about, nothing, let's put it like this, nothing could escape her focus and her wit and her humor and her frankness about what was going on in the city of Cincinnati or what issue was going on. And unfortunately she died over a week ago. Um, the kidney that she received two years ago and the kidney transplant uh, failed and she developed pneumonia and she passed away. Her funeral will be this weekend. And I believe that we'll hear of some wonderful testimonies about Kathy and her outlook on life and despite the tough times she lived life to the fullest and that's what she expressed through her writing and um and through her teaching and she taught people how to be a writer what the creative process looked like what was her creative process um she was the first writer in residence at at the public library in cincinnati and um i think she was just a role model for people who want to write and be and be frank and be open to what they want to say. So 
I'm so sorry for to see Kathy go. I'm very happy to say that I got to see Kathy during her play, The Negro Tour Guide, the ensemble theater put on her play, I believe in April. And I was able to go to one of the performances and I got to see her and say hello to her. And that was the last time I saw her. But she she saw me and we, you know, we just said quick, hey, Kathy, how you doing? She said she was fine. Happy to see you. Thank you for coming. You know, it was a quick conversation, but I'm, at least I got to say that I got to see her and um, and just say how wonderful it was. So I'm very pleased and happy about that. Indeed. She, uh, she will be missed. She will be missed. Her voice and her wit will be missed. But finally, for the chocolate news, um, UC Bearcats has a new coach. Luke Fickle, who was the head coach of Bearcats, left to go to the University of Wisconsin. And um, Cincinnati poached the head football coach of um, University of Louisville, Scott Satterfield. So he's now the head coach for UC Bearcat. I I think it's going to be interesting that he went from, he's still, quote, in the region, so to speak. Um, He just came an hour and five minutes away up the up 75 to Cincinnati, yeah. which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see what he does um with the program to see um how he's gonna uplift the Bearcats. Cause I mean the Bearcats have been doing pretty well in um you know in their season, how they um their offense and defense have been playing very, very well and even though they've lost a few games, but I think overall um, it's a very good football program. It's a better football program than when I went to UC. So I'm just overjoyed um, that I'm honored to support the Bearcats. And um, I'm very excited to see what happens next with him, with Scott Satterfield. Yeah, so. most definitely. I'm curious to see what happens now. It, it is, it's, um, you know, it's, it's an exciting time, I think, for sports in the Cincinnati region, um, not just for football. Um, because we have the Bearcats, but also we have the Bengals on this role. And um, if I was speaking with someone today, and she was telling me that morale is great. They are determined, the Bengals are determined, and that they are, um, to get to the playoffs, they just have to win every single game they have left. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> um, but she said that they are um, upbeat, they're happy, and they're determined. So, you know, speaking of, you know, I, I just say that it's going to be interesting to see what they do against the Cleveland Browns on Sunday. Uh, yes. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. So, yep, me too. Uh, and we'll just, just go from there and we'll see what um, happens. Let's see what happens. And, you know, college basketball has started as well. So, yes. we're starting to see, you know, how that's working out with the Bearcats and, um, the Musketeers, Xavier Musketeers, and then you have Miami University, um, their team and their league. And then also um, it's going to be interesting how the HBCUs in our region, both um, Central State and Wilberforce, will be doing um, in with the basketball. I think Wilberforce has a basketball team. Yeah, I'm do pretty they? sure they do. I'm I pretty think sure they do. do. Yeah. You know, I can't keep up with everybody, but, yeah, exactly. um, you know, but I, I just know I think it's an exciting time to be an athlete in this region. And um, I just can't wait to see. And yeah. that is all the chocolate news I have for today. 
All right. Well, thank you, Andrea. And um, that's it for today's show. And I want to thank you, Andrea, uh, again, for supplying us with all this good chocolate news. My my pleasure. And uh, remember, folks, you can find more information about today's topics and past podcast episodes at www.thecincinnatihero.com, the SESH newsletter, or on our social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. Our podcast is on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Amazon, YouTube, and Google Podcasts. In addition, the Cincinnati Herald is now looking for news distribution and delivery agents. Please contact our publisher, Walter White, at 513-680-7076 for more information. I'm John Alexander-Reese. And I'm Andrea Carter. And have a good day.